0: welcome to the eden ideal podcast this is the final part of our discussion on generosity in previous episode we deconstructed our worldview on wealth creation and distribution and built it back up based on our interpretation of the system we think god was trying to set up back in the garden of eden however unfortunately the reality is we live in a world system where your quality of life and your ability to be generous to others seems to be tied in with how much money you have. In this episode we explore how we can break this apparent dependence on money and position ourselves to maximize the contribution we make into the lives of others. We hope you enjoy the discussion. start us off i thought we could read matthew 6 24. i just want to hear your thoughts on this where jesus says no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other you will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and be enslaved to money and i like that word enslaved to money in the new living translation version our lives are dictated by money And so when Jesus says you cannot serve God and money at the same time, I just want us to unpack that. What do we mean? How can we practically in our day-to-day lives not be moved by money? How can we not be reactive to money?
1: I think one of the things that you mentioned before was about the fact that like understanding more about being content about contentment. You said that you mentioned earlier that we should, be hearing that message a lot more than we are we hear the message of actually of acute like of, that you should be accumulating more and more wealth that's actually the message that we hear a lot more get more um pray for this job pray for this pray for more wealth that's what the prosperity preaching is preaching is isn't it it's about getting It's about being rich you know it's not about just being happy where you are So I think it's about kind of making that message a positive message, you know, because I think a lot of us uh, think about being content as we don't see it as, you know, like positively Mm -hmm. in a way. Do you know what I mean? So being content in what you have is not something that is, it's almost like your brain doesn't connect with it being a positive thing. It's okay that I have one car. It's okay that that one car that I have is a little um, Renault Clio. That's what I have, yeah. And my cousins all have these big, because they've been driving longer than me, you know. So when my last cousin just got like an Audi, I was like, yo, I'm older than this girl. Like, why don't I have this car too? Like, yo, how am I going to try and get? But then something in my brain and even my sister was like, be content in what you have some people don't even have a car to get around just because your cousin Mm. has a nice new very nice Audi (laughs) doesn't mean that you should now be chasing that like you're not even in the same place in life either like as in she's younger than you she's not thinking about her hat like well she might be thinking about a house but you know I, I I'm I'm way older than her too so my priorities are different as well so buying a nice a new car is not going to be the same so I had to try and be content
0: so what you're saying is you should keep your ex- outgoings or your expenditure low so that your income can be such that it is it exceeds your outgoings. so that's how you can become from... well I mean
1: I, I don't know what you've just said but I all I said was <laughs> that we should be content I don't understand what you said because that's not what I said but maybe that is what I said I don't know you've just explained it in a way I don't know all I'm saying is we need to learn to be more content the reason
0: I'm trying to have this conversation is because if if you go to a typical church and you have this conversation about generosity, a lot of people actually would see themselves on the receiving end of the generosity we we found ourselves in a place where there aren't as many people in a position of giving generosity um so that's a kind so I, like poverty's a key reason or that thing that seems to be holding people back from doing this so i think if we really want to address the practicality of this then i think we have to talk about how people can come out of that so that we can be more generous like in the scripture in in ephesians four twenty eight, i think it says let him who steals steal no longer but rather let him labor performing with his own own hands what is good in order that he may have something to share with him who's in need so if if we don't have if we do not work if we do not have a ability to we won't be able to then give to the needy so so to, to my back to my original question specifically i'm trying to think of how can people get ahead of the slavery that comes with from money in a real in a very real practical way
1: that was the practical way that i that was one of the practical you have to change your mindset to a mindset that's one of the ways changing your mindset to a mindset that is happy with what you have to a mindset that isn't looking at what somebody else has and wants to now also have that thing. Do you see what I'm saying? That's like, I think some of these things start off with you making the decision to change your mind, to change the way that you think about things so that you can do some of the practical things that I'm sure everybody's probably yeah, going to yeah. mention Yeah, yeah, So I was now. just, I was,
0: then, so I, was then explore, I was expanding on yeah. that to say that then means what you're saying is if you have certain amount of income, if you live at a at a level that is below what that income is, that gives you the ability to survive. Instead of what we all tend to do is as your income increases, your lifestyle increases and you're constantly following and chasing. But if you could embrace contentedness and just be happy where you are, even as your income increases, then you actually have breathing room and more of an ability to be free from that and love others and serve others so that's that's kind of just what i was saying yeah
2: i think it's i think uh, when uh, it's import- when you said about f- um the way you, like frame of mind, like it's a mental state. I think that's really important. I think if you use money as a tool and not the goal, that's quite helpful. So, like, finances mm. are a goal for you to be generous, or a goal, or are, are a tool for you to be generous, or a tool for you to, you know, have things for yourself, to have stability, to have structure, to have all of these things. But the same way before we were talking about, you know, debt as a problem. And I think Bucky mentioned about, um, about how. You ask why is debt bad, and it's because if it's not in control and if it's not manageable and it's like not as an investment, as we said, it you become a slave to it, do you know, because you serve the money because that's the pressure that you have because you're owing people money, and I think it's about like whenever you're making decisions, it's about saying okay, um, where is this taking me to? Where is the purpose behind this? Like it's about like taking time to think about it and I think like that's what you were saying about like how it's more of a mental state it's more of like it's something that it's a a, the way you think and the way you like use money um makes a massive difference on like the outcome so you're not controlled by it you're not owned by it you can use Mm -hmm. money quite easily like it people had money to do like you can have money and do god's work like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but it's important Mm -hmm. that you are you and God are in control and money's not controlling you and a way to do that is yeah to make sure that your finances are um taken care of so that you do not feel like you then have to serve money
3: to add to that I think um it's important for us to remember that we um the Bible even says that God gives us the power to create wealth so if we have the understanding that the the ultimate wealth giver like we work with him so it's not like where um beggars or it's not like we're trying to um basically what i'm saying is the system of god is not for us to live paycheck to paycheck because he is the owner of all things like he is he gives us the power to create wealth so if we align ourselves to his will and walk in purpose god will give us ideas strategies um wisdom on how to create wealth in line with our um in line with our purpose and what he's ordained us to do that will mean we don't have to worry about about money because we're walking in line with God's purpose. And part of that is to be generous and to, to give to those in need. So I think it, it comes back to um, aligning yourself to God, aligning yourself to God's plan um, and also allowing him to use you. So so what your gifts, it could be a gifting, it could be a talent, um, it could be you have um, certain wisdom in, in a certain area all that in itself is is a way it's is a resource that you can use in this earth and may at some point even generate um, monetary income you know So we should also um, remember that us as children of God, he's placed us on this earth for a reason, we all have unique um, giftings, unique talents and and that that will, because God knows like God knows that we need to survive. He knows that we need to pay rent. He knows that we need to um, pay bills. He knows that there's people that have needs. But if we would just surrender and yield ourselves to God, I think he will line all these things up. And it comes back to the scripture that says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto <laughs> yep. you." So that's the centrality of what we're saying. We can't do this outside of God. We can't mm. we can't do this outside of God and think that we're going to make this money and be generous by ourselves. No, it has to be
4: with God at the centre.
0: Yeah. Bookie, mm. were you going to say something? I'm through,
4: Bim. Yeah, no. What what Bim has just said is it's, it's, that's it, you know. Um, because we're talking about ourselves as Christians. You, the, the truth is you can make money outside in the world mm. and live this good life and, you know... Um, Because that's just, if you work hard, you know, you make money, blah, blah, blah. But then as Christians, we need to be different. Um, As Christians, we need to do things differently. And I love what you've said about, for me, being enslaved to money is being on top of it. You know, being, getting to that point where you have enough or you have loads of it or you have whatever. That money doesn't control you. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Now, what you've just said about, the Bible says a man's gifts will make room for him. We were all created Um, I think, Tolu, you and I have spoken about this to be wealth creators, mm-hmm. you know, to to be service providers, yep. to be a blessing to somebody else. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, it, what you're talking about is this year I went through from I mean, last year, actually, I went through this period of just wanting to be free as in financially free. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I've never been in debt before. I'm not a debt kind of person, very simple kind of girl, you know, but. It was more than that for me. Was understanding money, understanding how to work with money, in order um, understanding what money is, you know, um, and how can I be a blessing to my generation? Yeah. You know, the Bible says a, a man should leave wealth for his children's children. Do you know what I mean? Like, how can my community benefit from from me? Because that's what you're on earth to do. You know, yeah. um, that's you're on earth to replenish. You're on earth to so do you get what I'm trying yeah. to say, guys? Yeah. so
0: yeah. I completely agree. In
4: order for us to come out of this, even as a race, you know, as a people, mm-hmm. as a community, mm-hmm. this is we need that financial literacy. We need that education. We need to understand who we are, understand who our gifts are, understand what our gifts are. beg your pardon. understand our purpose in life through Christ. and mm-hmm. once we do like being like what you said, everything else will just fall in place. in place. So divine, mm-hmm. you said you had a, a dream of going to build roads in Nigeria and whatever. That's amazing. Doesn't mean God's going to give you the money to do it, you know? Because you're not a <laughs> constructor, you're not uh maybe that's Tony's job because he works in
0: I mean, the two minutes before you go, I like the, your story of how you set up your business and specifically what you're doing now to redistribute that to support the black movement. Can you just talk about that for the two minutes before you have to go?
2: Oh, okay. So um, I I was saying, so I'm, I'm a radiographer by trade. Um, by trade. Um, and it's weird because you can get into that space. Like you feel like, you like helping people. You like being generous. Like you feel like you make an impact, but for whatever other reasons, it just wasn't enough. Like actually I was feeling like I needed a change. So I started this business. Um, I basically make hats, like caps, um, beanies, all of that jazz with like satin lining. Um, I really kind of struggled with the idea that even though like us as a diaspora generation are like doing so well, like in workplaces, like we're really like settling, we have our own communities. It's so frustrating that there's like the simplest things that we just don't have. And I love like how people are really taking on the natural hair movement. Like I believe God made us all perfectly. He doesn't make mistakes. And in that, the fact that we live in a society or in a fallen world that tells us that, you know, our natural hair isn't as it should be, you know, we have to conform to be successful all of these things and for me just like being observant and being like why is it that you know we don't wear hats in the winter and it's often because it's like a hair issue a presentation issue all of these things so I started this company called Black Sunrise um and for me it was just like about new beginnings and like a really like hard time um God's been like really really good to us like honestly like the year we've been running a year and a half now like it's been amazing and such a journey um and it's weird because at the beginning of this year i was like all right cool like we had such good plans and uh, i won't go into it too much but starting like sunrise the company came from such a place of like you know god i'd been in such a stable place that you know like financially really stable like when you work in healthcare, like it's You know, it's an essential worker job, like very stable, very comfortable. And in a weird way, I just become so comfortable. And it was like I was so used to having certain securities around me. Like God really just gave me the strength to shake things up like, you know, God doesn't force, like, I've been blessed that God hasn't forced me out into the cold like that, but he gave me the strength to shake things up, and obviously, like, starting a business, no business degree, any of that, like, God's really just been, like, the wisdom and the guidance throughout, and when the year started, I was like, okay, you you take on this responsibility, you're like, God's done so much, like, I've had such a great year, it's like, I don't want to let that down, and it's like, I wanted to do more, and at the beginning of the year, I had, like, all these goals, all these ideas, and then, like, COVID-19 came, and it, like, really just changed the 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 demographic for me, like, the projection, like, everything. But then, once the COVID thing had, like, started to settle down, and then, you know, the Black Lives Matter marches really came, like, there's a video by, like, uh, Sideman, and he talks about his frustration is, like, I I watched this video, I don't know if I can share it or whatever, and it talks about when he grew up having siblings, it was always like if someone hit him, he always felt like he wouldn't be even yeah. have I've you seen, seen it? it yeah it it's about how like that frustration that weight of feeling helpless of feeling like you you've been wronged you have mm. been i know god tells us to like turn the other cheek but <laughs> you know you've been wronged and that burning frustration um to be like you just want to do something like, you know, yeah. Yeah. But Mm. the, the truth is, it's like, we, we have a relationship with God that when it's not like we, it's not like if you get hit, you don't feel hurt because you're a Christian. No, don't work like that. It means that when you have a relationship with God, God says, bring it to the altar, bring it to me, and, like, leave it at my feet, and, like, I will help. And that's the freedom that comes with it. That's what allows us to leave it at the door, and we can still continue, and we don't have to carry that weight. But watching that video and feeling, like, so in that space of like I think a lot of us were tired already like you know it's it's not a new story and a lot of us have been tired by COVID like for me like I was in a place where you know I'd been like I had it like I was sick like I had to go back to work that kind of constant anxiety like all of that like weight and then to kind of go into the Black Lives Matter stuff on top of that and just be like we're tired out here. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? We're tired of not doing anything. So basically I have a hat coming out in the next week or two. um, And it basically says like BLM, Black Lives Matter. But underneath it it says uh, not just a hashtag and I think because for me it was really important to be like it's not just a moment, it's like a full Mm. movement it's not just, we're not just a trend like black people, Mm -hmm. black lives, inequalities justice is not just a trend it's not so like okay we've spoken about it now and you know like even like in our churches and in our spaces in our work they've sent an email about it we've had a service about it, we can move on no we cannot, like it's not just it's something that you know I really stand by so um, this hat comes out all the money is going to be donated to a charity called 100 black men in london so it's a mm-hmm. charity about um it's not just men it's women as well um, and it's about mentorship in young like um young teenagers um, where we need more role models and another one called generating geniuses which is about i've done some work previously with a um nonprofit about guiding younger guiding basically teenagers on how to make educational decisions as an investment as opposed to just like you know you follow through so don't just like we come from generations where our parents were like just go to uni Uh, just go to uni and actually Mm -hmm. understanding that you can go to uni and you can do very well but actually making choices about where you go to uni and how you go to uni make a massive long-standing impact so for me I decided like To me, I decided that even if it's so crazy because someone was like, yeah, but by the time you get the hats, like, people may be over it. And I was like, that's the point. People shouldn't be over it. Like, do you know what I mean? We shouldn't be complacent. We shouldn't be over it. So that was, like, a way that I felt that I could use my business as a voice to say that, okay, like, I don't just want to, like, I'm not just a fashion brand, like, to be fair. For me, the biggest purpose behind my business was saying that I wanted people to always feel like, you're worth designing for, like you're worth making space for. It doesn't matter that you're a minority or you're a small, small amount, Uh like your journey is still important. So for me, it was just like, it's, so like there's certain things that i do in my business that aren't actually financially led like quite a lot actually and people get really frustrated but mind their business <laughs> because for me like i feel like you no know, because i feel like my business has been able to be as successful as it is because god has led the steps from day one
4: mm-hmm. but do you know what i mean yeah. like, i don't
2: have any i don't have any background in any of this stuff like i have a degree in diagnostic radiography so for me to get to this point it's only by the grace of god so i'm like okay cool so when i make decisions about my business it's a representation not just of like me and my heart but my relationship with god so i was like i wanted to put something forward that's like all right cool i'm not just gonna talk about i want to put my money where my mouth is and even if like no one buys them and i'm at a loss i'm like people will see them and i'm like if people are wearing them then that's their voice to say do you know what like i'm not it's i think a lot of us are so used to biting our tongue And even when we're hurt in our workplaces and we're hurt in our social groups and we've been hurt in these places, we are still trying to make sure the other person feels comfortable. Mm -hmm. Now, like, and that's, and that's, that's a conversation, like to say, do you know what? That doesn't mean we don't love our brothers and sisters. That doesn't mean we're not being generous and we're not being patient, but it's time now for us to have conversations that allow other people to love us better. Mm, and I think that's what it's about it's not about saying oh like you know we're tired and and this is and it's so hard like even as a female like you want to have this conversation Mm -hmm. and you're constantly thinking oh gosh like care for my tone and my tone of voice and my my volume because they're going to tell me I'm an angry black female and it's like do you know what I'm not I don't care anymore like this is my message this is what I have to say and I think it's great that we're focusing on uh uh, British Black pound day. And it's great that we're talking about black businesses and supporting those. But as a black business, I wanted to make sure that the reason why I'm telling someone to sub- like bring your coin to black businesses is because I want to then support my own community. So, um, yeah, so that's something yeah. that I'll be um, dropping next week. And, um, it's amazing. Also faith threads. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a Christian based, um, christian um clothing brand they do like lots of t-shirts and hats like lots of like um they do um i can't remember his name and the christian artist they do like his like um t-shirts and stuff faith child yeah they do faith child stuff yeah so um Yeah. And they would be like selling the hats for their own charitable causes and just tying it in and just being like, you know what? It's insane because the church is probably like one of the most segregated places, like still to this day. Like, um, I know you said you went to an African church. Like I'm I'm not African, but I've visited African churches. Um, and it's weird that even culturally, even though like, you know, we're both black, it's like culturally, like I may still feel like quite segregated in these places. Like, do you Mm. know what I mean? Um, Mm. and it's like, it's okay. It's human nature to be comfortable with your own, like. God's always put slight separations in there. That's not a problem. Different isn't a problem. We had Levites. We had like twelve tribes. We've had different races. Like that's from the beginning of time. There's not a problem that with that. It only becomes a problem when it starts to build walls between us. So I think it's just like it was a conversation that I wanted to just start and push to say like, do you know what? Like it's so important that we don't let allow this opportunity to pass us by because the truth is is that. It's not just George Floyd's life that we're building this conversation from. It's the hundreds of people that have died within this last decade, like unfairly, unjustly. It's the hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people that have died over like the last hundred years. Um, Literally, millions of like black people and minorities that have died over the last hundreds of years. That we're saying, like, you know what? This is where this conversation and opportunity has come from, and it's important. Yes, as Christians, that we we don't waste that we don't waste and we fight for a world that, you know, God says brings people together and I think the way we do that it's not just to say yes we're here we're black and we're like we have pur- we know we have purpose we know we have value because God already told us that God says he makes all of us equally and loves us it's just so important that we just in this time we just understand that it's not a separate thing it is a it should be a Christian issue um and it's just the way we do it we need to have this conversation with love we need to have this conversation with patience and peace um and we need to do that in a way that honors God so yes I do have to go because as always i'm 10 minutes late for everywhere but thank you so much thank
0: thank thank you thank you we really we really wait do you want to just do you want to just say exactly how people can find your hats or find you just so it's really clear
2: okay cool so we have a website black sunrise.co.uk instagram black dot sunrise underscore message me on any of them it's just me that runs the business so if you ever wanted to like uh get in contact it would be me that's responding anyway so yeah
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Cammy, thank you so much for that. Take care of yourself. Thank you so much, Cammy. I'll hit you up later. Bye, guys. Have a safe trip. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Bye. Yeah, guys, I I really like what Cammy was saying. And I I, I think, like, the reason I wanted her to come on specifically, because obviously we had a last conversation about justice and the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think it just really tied in with then what we're talking about now about creativity innovation she's started her business to add value you know it was about adding value to society or her community and through that she's creating prosperity for herself but she's also creating prosperity for others trying to redistribute that value to other people so i thought that was a i really enjoyed hearing that I was listening to a podcast, I was talking about poverty versus prosperity and saying the reason why the world is what it looks like now is we've been trying to solve the problem of poverty. Like we've pumped billions and billions and billions of dollars and pounds into Africa. We've pumped billions of pounds into trying to solve the homeless issue And we are still the way it is now. In fact, people say in some African countries, things are worse than they were now than they were in the 60s. And the TED Talk I was listening to was saying that's because we're trying to solve poverty rather than trying to increase prosperity. So I think it's so important if we're really embracing this general generosity conversation that we embrace creation of prosperity for others And I don't want people to think that, you know, this is another prosperity gospel conversation. I think the difference here is it's not about how we can get rich. It's about how others can get rich. What can we do? How can we engage ourselves in making others rich? That's the conversation I wanted to have. And so bookie, that's another thing I wanted to I wanted to hear from you, because actually, I know from our previous dealings and in conversations we've had about um the church in particular you you have you have a heart for that as well or something that you're trying to start so do you mind if you sharing a few words on that as well with us
4: um yeah no so for me um like i said like i mentioned earlier for me i i just wanted to learn how to you know come out of the rat race boom like you said you know um this constant feeling of just working a paycheck to paycheck and there's more to life than that and all of that um and i just you know started thinking of ways what what can i do how how can i become financially free how can i not have money enslave me um and i I, i'm surrounded by well one of my best friends is into property so i decided to go into that um and and i tried it out and it worked (laughs) Um, and it was, it was, it was good, you know, and it wasn't, you know, sometimes we hear, we talk about property and it's for other people. We know people are doing it, but we can never get into it, you know? Um, and one of the things that I'm, I'm interested in is just how to, not just even property, but how do we get everyone, you know, living their purpose. How do we get everyone, if you're doing hair, do it to provide a service that will generate wealth for you, that will get you to that place where you are above money, you know, where you're not enslaved to money. Do you understand? For some people it might be business ideas, for some people it might be working in you know, in a place where you're so happy and, you know, but you're at that place where you know this is your gift, this is where God has placed you. Um. Anyway, so so uh, like I said, I I, I got into property, um, and that's that's sort of where I've been going at the minute. So what what I'm looking into doing is trying and encouraging people like myself who property was so alien to before. I never felt I had the money to do it. I never, you know, it just seems like you need to save, 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 save so much to get into it. Whereas you know there are ways. Um, you can get into it there are things you can do and it's just creating a generation where we are we are not enslaved by these things Mm -hmm. anymore do you understand you know the bible says the 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 the, what what how how does that scripture go that the people of the the devil of those world is wiser than than the christians mm. you know yeah. so we need to yeah. yeah so we're 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 in this world we're not of this world but we need to be smart we need to wake up you know even as black people we need to, we need to start doing things sharper we need to start educating ourselves not just for ourselves for our children our children's children we need to understand these things anyway so that's 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 where um i think that's sort of where I i'm at the a, minute.
0: A, a, an important thing that both you and Cami have kind of brought is that community approach like, we kind of have to see this as we're building a community here. It, it's not about one person, you know, becoming a, a rich and getting rich or doing their own thing, because this is how it works. You know, if you can empower people in the community, empower others to come up with you then they can then empower others and that's how we spread the prosperity that's how we spread like that's that was a criticism i don't know whether it's right or wrong i'm not trying to go into political conversation but like for the black community specifically that we sometimes don't necessarily support each other that's why i really like the whole support black businesses movement um, I think we we need to start seeing it more as a community approach, and those of us—and I say us because I think everyone on this call has some level of privilege. Those of us with privilege need to support others so that they can build and they can come up. And then it just—it's—it's it's for me. This is what Jesus meant when he said, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God," and all these other things to be added, because if you support the community if you build others if you build the kingdom then there is no way you won't prosper as well within the prosperity of other people everyone's going to prosper that's why just to i remember you see, i don't want people to think i don't agree with reap and sow i just think people hear reap and sow in a from a very individual perspective and i think it's it's more what jesus was saying seek the prosperity for all and you will also have everything you need like it will work out that way it's not and this isn't a biblical just a purely theological thing like you said bookie it's a law of nature it's a it's this is an economic model that works but for some reason we all kind of get in our own way in that um so i kind of wanted to next kind of question for you guys is just ways that we can redistribute wealth in our communities like how do we think we can do that what's the best approach that we could do that
4: um Tola, i'll just touch that. you know one of the things i wanted to set up um especially at my church um is speaking to women uh we all read this proverbs 31 I don't know if you guys are familiar with that scripture and how she was such a, you know, this perfect woman that did this and, you know. But when we look at Proverbs 2, well, she was a very, very hardworking woman. She was, you know, um, she was not a stay-at-home mum. She wasn't, a, you know, just a very placid woman. Like, she was very industrious. She, she went out there and she did stuff, you know. Um, now, this is another conversation. right? <laughs> I don't really know. Anyways, but I, I always say I don't believe in women just being a stay-at-home. Um, maybe because of how I've grown up, but for me that just seems now I'm not saying you have to go out there and work nine to five. I'm not saying you know you have to have a typical kind of job, but you have to be doing something. You always have to be engaging, you have do you know what I mean? As a woman, um, even more so anyways, anyways, that's that's a separate conversation. But so what I wanted to set up in church at some point was, you know, to just bring a community of women together um and just brainstorm what can you do? Can you do hair? Can you cook? Can you, you know, run a surrogate? Can type can you do? You know what I mean, like bringing everyone's gifts out, bringing everyone's you know talents out, bringing everyone's purpose out. I read this book. Um, it's uh ten principles from the Bible on generating wealth. And what and what this guy was talking about he was looking at the people of Israel, and he said when God made them, you know, um, th- he made them to be able to depend on each other. Do you understand? So when jacob was blessing his sons was it jacob israel mm. you know the one yeah. when he was blessing judah da, 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 mm. he gave each one of them specific things do you understand he mm. blessed them in specific mm. individual ways and the idea is if you're a cook you cook for your community mm. always, you always mm. your brothers will rely on you because you're the one that cooks for them if you're a gardener you do everyone's mm. gardening and now you mm. can't say you're better than the cook because you need the cook's yeah. food do you know what I mean? If you're a teacher, mm. you know, and he blessed them all in individual ways so that they mm. never separate, mm. so that they always mm. rely on each other, so that they always grow together. Yep. Do you understand? Mm. And he just kind of, it was a powerful book. He just kind of took those principles and he applied it to business. He goes, this is how business is supposed to be. We're all here to serve each other, mm. you know? So if you're a gardener, you you do your job to the best and it will make room for you. It will feed your children. It will Send your kids to school it will send them to private yeah. school do you understand because your gift will make room for you you know so you just yeah. need to find and it can be anything it doesn't mean everybody has to have a business so like when Cami was talking i was like wow look at, i wish i could set up some kind of innovative you know i was already Google. i've already googled her stuff and i'm <laughs> like wow this girl but my mine is something else do you see what i'm trying to say and Mm, we're not supposed to compete do you give them anyways so this was the biggest i I want a situation where we can all come together right and and just pour out you know and develop each other Mm -hmm. do you understand develop Mm. those gifts develop those talents generate wealth for our people for our community because then when we all grow when one person prospers the whole community Mm -hmm. prospers i'm not gonna say i I, I I, I
0: think the arm. The Amish got it right, man. Like in their honestly, community.
4: no, but totally, <laughs> exactly. But then it's it's just Not just the out. Amish. There's the, like the, other uh, don't let it settle. You know, yeah. like- Communities like no, they're, that.
0: They're, they're, yeah. they're staying yeah. in the 1800s. We need a 21st century approach to the ambition That's the
4: point. And, and no, but then that's the thing. That's, that's... No, Tony, think about it this way. Because when, 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 if, if if I... Um, I live in Manchester. I don't know if you guys know that. But if I just benefit Manchester, there's no way it wouldn't spread out to Liverpool, to mm-hmm. Leeds, to the all Northwest. Do you understand? It's not mm-hmm. just a one-man thing, you know? Yeah. And then it's a case of my children are building... You know, that kind of environment... And it, it takes, that's how, that's, for me anyways, I'm sure there are other ways, but then that's how we're not enslaved to money 100%. anymore. When we understand, Aww. do you understand? When we set ourselves free, when we when we actually go out there and get this education. So me going into property, um, a lot of people, we, a lot of us can get into property. There are ways to do this. It's not for, for, you know, the white people and the owners of land and the whatever, whatever. There's enough, you know, when I talk to one of my brothers who is into property, he goes, he loves that kind of business because... It's not one of those ones that you have to keep hush-hush. You know, it's not one of those ones. So, Cammy can't probably tell me how she makes her hats now because if she gives me the secret, I could go and make mine. But with property, there's enough out there for in everybody. Fact we, need we, need yeah. uh, exactly. we need more. We need
0: more people building houses. Exactly.
4: We need more people raising houses. Know, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those industries. And we know that that's what's making money. We know that that's how the rich are getting richer. You know, so why can't we get into and, and it? And if you there know? were people and with
0: the right heart in that space. Like, I just... I, I have this thing where if there were more people that had the heart of god doing that stuff they would be given affordable housing affordable properties but but still yeah. building still creating prosperity for themselves and exactly the because there's enough
4: to go around yeah. do you know what i mean so you know me yeah. having 10 doesn't mean you can't have 20 and doesn't mean you know and it's 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 and we're creating this this new I don't know what to call it, but you get what I'm trying to say, so that's, mm-hmm. that's that for me, so Tolu in saying in asking, you know, what can we do we need to have more conversations like this, we need to have more, you know opportunities like this for us to test the waters you know, and and prayerfully do these things, you know, And let's not, you know because I'm into property and because Cam is into hats doesn't mean that that's what you should go into, you try it, it doesn't work you, you know, you with, with, with wisdom, with the help of the Holy Spirit, with constant prayer God will show you what he Brought you into this world mm-hmm. today. I really believe that. Now, I'm not saying I've completely found my thing, um but I'm excited about the journey because it is a journey. And every day, God will take you a step closer, provided you rely on Him. Like what you said, Bim, you know, once you seek first the kingdom of God and your heart is mm-hmm. right and you know why you're doing what you're doing. A lot of these um TED Talks, I listen to a lot of TED Talks now, I'll tell you. I'm trying to educate myself, man. I listen to a lot of these. No, but I'm, I also want to learn from people in the world. So, you know, the, you know the the richest man in the world and all of these Amazon guys and, and I went and listen to all of them. They never chase the money, you know. That's, a, I think that's a principle worth adding
0: here. Like it has it's about and that's How can you thing. solve the world's problems? How can you solve it's about yeah. problems? The, like guy, the best yeah. businesses
1: are what made. What's solution
4: is about Exactly. Figuring out what the, what exactly. the problem what's, is. what, problem? Out. what do yeah. you do better? Even the guy that that Uber guy. What's his name? Um, oh. Starts with a name I, f- I can't remember the you know the guy <laughs> the guy <in> the slide <laughs> Uber um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I listened to his talk as well and he was like we do have cars, we've got cars, we've got taxis going, but I just thought how can I make this service better? Mm. You know so mm. not not everybody has to invent this new big thing, you know, not everybody has to be the forefront of I, I created Facebook, but how can you make things slicker? How can mm. you make things better? How can you provide a service that will be better for other people? The AliExpress guy, um, what's his Jack name? Ma. Oh, Jack I can't Ma. Oh, no, the, the
1: creator of was, I remember was uh, Travis Kalanick and Garrett Camp.
4: Jack Martin said there, when he when he first had that vision for AliExpress, it said to download one page took 12 hours. As wow. if there was no such thing as internet back then, he said it was 20 years ago. Do you understand? But he just dreamt of there must be a marketplace. So you know, it's never about the money. Whenever they start, that is one thing yeah. a lot of them have in common. It's never about the money. Now, some are gifted with the ability to have this you know, ability to innovate something new, others just want to improve a service others just want to do you know what i mean but it's never so and as christians I, I find including myself to be honest tolu and i have this conversation for me i wanted to get into property ah it's the money it's the money it's the money but then every day no but then when you start thinking like that you miss it you do. You know you miss you miss you miss the plan yeah. you miss the plot of god like you're not in and you're not in line with god anymore do you know what i mean so you need to get yourself back then really ask god what is your heart saying this do you know what i mean for I, me
0: and so I was just going to say like in that in on that point though I think especially as Christians we need to embrace innovation creativity we need to instill a mindset of innovation and creativity especially in our young ones I think there is this wave of I don't know I don't want to use the wrong word but like this wave of conservatism or like keeping things the way they are or not really Expressing oneself that I'm seeing in, in the church. And I think that, like, I was watching another TED talk that says literally, like, kids brought up in those kind of environments do not have the tools that are required for them to then innovate and create and test the boundaries and really explore. And I just think God told Adam and Eve, God only put Adam and Eve. In the Garden of Eden, the rest of the world was still wilderness. When God sent them out of the Garden of Eden, they walked into a wilderness. So, when God told them, fill the earth and Mm. subdue it, He expected them to literally engage their innovation and creativity in spreading Mm. the goodness across the whole face of the earth. But I just feel like we seem to be so stuck in what we're doing now. Like even on the thing of the climate and the environment and how we can fix some of these massive world problems. Like I don't see the church engaging in kind of those innovative, creative, progressive kind of conversations. So I just think we need to embrace more of that because that is how we bring prosperity to our communities. That is how we bring Prosperity across the face of the whole world.
4: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, uh, um wh- one of the guys I was listening to said um that if if you can maintain that childlike imagination you had into mm. adulthood, you know. That when you're a child, you, I remember Tolly used to do this. (laughs) My mum had this small sewing machine and Tolly would break everything. Ah, Tolly would destroy everything. (laughs) And then, Tolly, why have you done that? I'm trying to put it back together you know and it's like and then my mum is all screaming is and everyone's all like
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I never put it back together. and he'll
4: just <laughs> did you not <know>? oh, <laughs> i actually it, did but yeah <laughs> and it's just that child you know when Tricks. you're a child you want to you have dreams i'm going to make a plane that would walk on you know you just have these imaginations mm. and stuff and he goes he was lucky to have kept that into adulthood And then that's what brought his innovative, like, you know, creativity out because then he could start thinking outside the box. But a lot of us, that, that is killed. As in, those dreams die by the time you start going school. You know, you forget how to
0: be it's you know, like go and get go and get, to a, forget how to, go and get sometimes go, it's our parents to uni, that kill exactly, them. go to uni get a profession go, go to uni go work for someone <laughs> yeah, and that's it sure. like, and you think that's our yeah. and then that's you just stop imagining and that's then that's
4: not our contribution exactly and then you start mm. living you start living paycheck to paycheck you're comfortable where yeah. you are and then that's it and that is gone <laughs> Bim is like, that is man. all those. Ah, what have I done <laughs> <laughs> honestly and you know and I think it was Jeff Bezos that said this and he said you know it's, it's, it, 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 yeah. if, if you are able to get back to that, mm. do you understand? Yeah. If you're mm. able, then that's when creativity comes, that's when innovation comes, that's when uniqueness comes, and you know, just, to get to sorry, that point. Sorry, I was just saying, it's,
0: it's not just, no, it's come, not go ahead, just Tully. like. I know we're talking about Mm. like the the people that have a lot of the money, but we also need to start valuing different things in our society. Like when you were talking about, you know, if there's one person that can cook and one person that's a gardener and one person, if we, if all of those people came together as a community, you wouldn't even need money because actually you'd be exchanging valuable services. You're providing all your services. Exactly. And that's, that's something like a lot of the nordic sta- nordic countries in the world sweden and denmark and all those type of places they have the lowest level of inequality in their societies and the like the most prosperity for everyone and that's because they actually value things like you know maternity leave and paternity leave and you know people mm. doing people go in and pursuing something that isn't necessarily a complete business type thing you know like they value helping and supporting so like the government will literally give someone 2 or 4 years of maternity leave pay because they see that as contributing to society but now everyone's all about money 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 fight for this fight for that and and we're losing that kind of broader community Everyone engaging in whatever way God wants you to engage. You know, I'm not trying to say, you know, m- women should only do maternity. Please don't get me wrong. I'm saying it's just we need to be more holistic in what we see as valuable and what we push out there and how we support each other to build a holistic community. <laughs> I think, Bookie, it was you that I was saying, like, different people have different gifts and stuff like that. Like, I was just thinking about the way Paul was describing the body of Christ, that one person's the arm, one person's the leg, one person's the torso. I think this is something that the church and I mean not the church as an institution, the church as a a people, the body of Christ, if we could really embrace this community thing, like if there's an action that we should go back to our churches and ask ourselves as a group, are we we trying to actually embrace this community thing or are we trying to do something else? Because I was listening to another TED talk that was saying it, it looks it looks like the problems across the world are so difficult to fix. Like, you know, world hunger, poverty, homelessness across the whole world. It might seem like, oh, it's such a difficult thing to fix. But then she said, but actually, within a small community, just as a handful of people coming together to tackle an issue in a small community, you can actually eradicate that issue within your localized community if the church, and there are churches that are doing this, by the way, and there are church groups, but I think more of us should be doing, all of us should be doing this. But if each of us would actually come together as a group and say, all right, there are these problems in our neighborhood. What, how can we come together to focus on solving this problem? You will be able to eliminate homelessness in your neighborhood. You will be able to pull your money together and build a school, build a daycare, build a hospital, build a shelter for the vulnerable. So I think we have a lot more power than we, we've we allowed ourselves. We've become so consumed with the system of the world. And I just, uh, I don't want to constantly seem like I'm just condemning church institutions. But I just feel like we're missing such a trick. So I want to start a movement of the body of Christ. I want us all to go back to our churches and say, Guys, like we are a group of people that come. God has blessed us. God has given us creativity. How can we actually eradicate some of the things within our communities?
5: No, that just seems like a good idea to be able to mm. start at the home that we we find inspiring. Because a lot of people go to church to be inspired, to do good, to live the right way. If we could solve the issue of the church itself's not doing everything that it needs to be done. Um, if we could go, look, I want to be able to change my life, but I want to be able to change the life of many people within my church, so that we can do a full movement into being able to help the community that we're in. Mm. If you were to walk up to your um uh, your church treasurer or someone like that, going, look, I want to know what the the money situation is, so that. I, me, myself. I don't have the the tithes money to be able to create a um, a movement outside the church. But I'm hoping that I could get the church behind me with the money to be able to do that movement. Exactly, Even and, and the prob- just so that you've got that power behind. The you. problem is
0: we we see Aww. like a. When I speak to some churches leaders in the past about this, they say, oh, but like, we can't do everything by ourselves. Like, you know, people expect us to feel, but then that's because you're kind of toe two lines. I don't think you should be doing it by yourself. I think actually the church isn't you, the church is the people, but then you also ask the people to pour their resources into you. Like, like let's, if all the resources are going into you, then, but then you expect the people to go out and then do the thing. It just doesn't seem like we're all mm. aligned here i think we should all kind of be the church together i think in the individuals in the church are the ones with the responsibility but then let's pull the resources together let's not see it as a separate as a separate thing because most institutions that actually like kind of pool resources and then hold resources secretly are the reasons are the institutions are the institutions that tend not to like grow or like you see that with governments that do that, like in Nigerian government, where they, where the people see as their own money instead of something that they should be doing for the welfare of others that then stifles that. But when you see charities where the money that's pooled is directly seen for the welfare of others, it's used that way. And then you can go and benefit people. Surprisingly, the church operates more in the former category where we give money and then it seems like it's for something else or it's, it goes and belongs to the church institution, as opposed. Do you know? I'm not articulating myself properly, but I just think there's something um, we we should challenge the model itself. Yeah. I think there's something fundamentally broken yeah. with the model yes. and how we yes. approach it. Like Bim, you met, you brought up Acts two. It says they pulled their yeah. resources for the benefit of all, and none among them lacked. Mm-hmm. I, I see churches now. It's a lot of people who yeah. lack giving to the church and they still lack like it's not translating to prosperity mm. for the church community which doesn't seem like we're doing it the right way but we've been talking for so long i think we can round things up yeah. now but I, I i felt so so thank you so much bookie for Oh, well, thanks for having me, guys. This was, was good. Today. Thank you, thank you for really, coming through. Really enjoyed cool. it. Um, is there, is, how do, if yes. people want to like find you, get in touch with you, is there any way they can do that? Should they just email the podcast and I'll put them through? Yes, please.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, I hope I hope people really really enjoyed this, and I hope real real positive things can come out of this. I've been inspired, Bookie. I'm going to talk to you. I think there's things we can do. Yes. I think Same. you know. I think there's things we should be doing
5: i may need to holler at bookie as well <laughs> because yeah, i need to get my, um, my situation sorted
0: yeah <laughs> because we've got more power i so... may just need to holler at you i, 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 okay. I hope anytime I hope, I hope really good things come out of this i hope the listeners there's listeners that are inspired that want to start something want to get something going please contact us let us know what you're doing so we can spread the word we can get involved as well because we can we could actually change this whole world as a community Thank you for listening to this episode. This concludes our series on generosity. As usual, if you have any comments, questions or ideas, please do get in touch with us via Twitter or Instagram at The Eden Ideal. Or you can find us at www.theedenideal.com. We're not experts in any of this. We're just keen to learn and play our part. So we'd really love to hear from anyone with thoughts on how to take this agenda forward. We're doing something a little different next week. We realize we haven't properly explained what the Eden Ideal is and why we think it's so important. So next week, we'll hopefully shed a bit more light on our motivations and the theology behind our beliefs. We hope you can join us for that. Until then, stay blessed.